it's Friday night and here on Three Valleys Radio it's time for the racing show. If you're into racing then this is the programme for you. We've got it all. Top tipsters. Top jockeys. Top trainers. So make sure you make a note. Friday night's The Racing Show on Three Valleys Radio. show tonight. We're joined by Tom Ward, trainer Rod Millman who has finally broken his duck and actually had a winner after about 10 seconds on the trot. Colin Brown with his tips, of course, the cheeky chappy. Jamie Snowden joins us with the latest from his stable. Dave Wilson with his tips and we've got a preview of the e-ball meeting with Simon Holt. Add to that the racing news with Mike Patton and the fixtures for the weekend. And hopefully we've got a satisfactory show for you. So let's get started, as we generally do, with Mike Patton and all the news from the racing media. Hello and a very warm welcome along to this week's Racing News with me, Mike Padden. Uh, we have this week all the news from the racing media, uh, including Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. And here's our first report today. Shergar Cup debutant Nicola Curry was a late call-up when other commitments meant Holly Doyle could not be at Ascot, and she seized the opportunity in style, winning the silver saddle for leading individual rider with 47 points to lead the ladies' team to glory. Curry ran away with the individual honours thanks to two wins, a second and a third, but just five points separated the top three teams in the Dubai duty-free-backed competition. A first, second and fourth in the final race for Team Ireland lifted them to 66 points, two ahead of Great Britain. But Curry's third on Royal Scimitar took the ladies to an all-conquering total of 69. What a day! It's been absolutely fantastic, said the 28-year-old Curry. It hasn't quite sunk in yet, but what a fantastic day and all the publicity is great. It's hard work being a jockey, so any publicity is good publicity, especially with two winners on the board. I had to work for both of them, she said. They were two horses who the more I asked, the more they gave. It's amazing to get the opportunity to ride for trainers you don't normally ride for, and this is my favourite course. In 2018, Curry rode 81 winners. Last year, she partnered 23. I had a very quiet two years. I had an injury and it caught up with me and I couldn't get the ball rolling again. But hopefully this year is different and today will help that, she said. It's well needed and it's more relief rather than enjoyment at this stage because I want to keep improving my career. I don't just want to make a living. I want to make something of it and follow in the footsteps of Hayley Turner and Holly. It's going the right way, so long may it continue. Curry's team captain Hayley Turner was part of a winning ladies team for a third time, having claimed the cup in 2015 and 2018, and the winner of the last two silver saddles will get to keep the 20-year-old Shergar Cup with a new trophy on the way next year. 
Nicola's carried the girls today, and it's nice to see because she deserves to get some good rides, and she's a very good rider, said Tanner, who scored seven points with Michaela Mikel, adding 15. It's really helped me over the years to project my career, and I hope it will for Nicola. She's so good, and I'm delighted. We couldn't have had a better result unless it was me, obviously. With three team successes in the last six years, as well as a member of the ladies' team claiming the silver saddles four times in that period, the need for the ladies' team has been questioned, and the track's director of racing, Nick Smith, revealed that a major revamp of the competition is planned for 2022. Nick said, All these things are reviewed, and I wouldn't say anything is set in stone. We're going to review the whole format for the event next year, and we're hoping to have a big relaunch. I don't think there will be dramatic changes, but we'll consider the best ways to use female riders within the teams as the crowd on site engage with the ladies' team more than any other. Smith praised the impact the ladies' team has had, pointing to Curry's success as the reason for its creation. And Nick added, this event has played a big part in raising the profile for female riders. He continued, when we brought it in, there were a lot of sceptics, but the strength of female riders has gone up and up. And even when someone like Holly Doyle has a retainer commitment somewhere else, you can bring in a rider like Nicola Curry, and look what she's done. She's won the silver saddle. He continued, this is Nicola's day in the sun. This will be one of her highest profile days, and tomorrow the headlines will be all about her. It's an opportunity for people to see how well she rides and how good she is. It's been a brilliant day and fantastic to get it back after not having it last year. Credit to the sponsors for sticking by in tough times. What a day it's been. And on with our next story. Ian Jardin will hold a celebration with staff after bouncing back from a quiet spell in fine style by recording his first four-timer at a combined odds of 457 to 1. The trainer had crept onto the racing post cold trainers list, having gone without a winner in 28 runs over 12 days, but he came off it in sensational fashion, with victories at air on Saturday night for Havana Go at 9-2, Inze Gaul at 11-5, Rose Bandit 5-1, and Equiday at 100-30. Stable jockey Andrew Mullen rode the last three winners after Ellie McKenzie won the opening Ladies Riders Handicap on Havana Go. It was a brilliant night and I'm absolutely delighted, said Jardin on the Sunday morning. We thought they all had a bit of a chance and uh, to get four winners from five runners is great. Ellie gave Havana Go a great ride as he can be tricky and Andrew is a great part of the team and someone I have a good working relationship with. I was also happy to do it at air as it's one of my favourite tracks. We felt we'd missed out on a winner at Thirst the day before and the horses had been running well without the dice turning our way. We were late back and up early this morning so we're having a bit of a do with all the staff to celebrate. The evening was extra special for the Dumfries stable as all the owners were in attendance. Jardin 45 said the Stratonites had a double with Havana Go and Rose Bandit and it was great to see Enzi Gall win for Hal McGee who's nearly 90. He had horses with my landlord Len Lungo. He's been a long-standing supporter of the art and his father James won the 1964 champion hurdle with Magic Court. 
Jardin, a former jump jockey who saddled his first runner in 2009, enjoyed his biggest win when Nikita landed the Ebor at York in 2017. He operates over both codes and has sent out 22 flat winners this season. He added, We had a slow start to the season as the horses weren't quite right, but they've certainly come good now. I've got a lot of nice young horses I'm bringing along quietly, such as Raven's Craig Castle, St Andrew's Castle and Hi Me Darling, and hopefully we'll have a good back end. Next up from the racing media... Jockey Andrew Mullen has hit out over a perceived lack of understanding among fixture list planners that has led to two meetings at air being staged across three days rather than back-to-back. Air hosts an evening meeting on Saturday with the last race due off at 8.30 before holding an afternoon fixture on Monday while racing takes place at Haydock, Windsor and Leicester on Sunday. Mullen, who expects to be riding at both air meetings and potentially on Sunday, said the failure to make the fixtures back-to-back was costing the sport money, resulting in unnecessary travel for participants and negatively contributing to what is already a mentally and physically straining job. He said, It's annoying. It's costing everyone a lot of money and a lot of time going to one place on a Saturday night, somewhere else the next day, and then back again on Monday. I can't imagine, he said, how much it's cost the BHA in expenses. They're chucking money away. We're busy doing a lot of meetings at this time of year, and it's the summer holidays as well. So, for those of us with a family, it's really frustrating. He added, They've done a lot of good work over the last couple of years, but I don't think they understand what jockeys and others are going through with this travel. They're just sat in an office saying, this will work here, this will go there, and not appreciating what we do as much as they could. It is a mentally and physically straining job, so we need help with these things and some common sense. Dale Gibson, Executive Director of Racing at the Professional Jockeys Association, stressed it was not just riders being impacted and that racecourses need to be willing to be flexible over fixtures. He said, to the naked eye, it just seems really odd. It's not just jockeys, it's everyone in the sport who works on a race day. Trainers, stable staff, valets, BHA staff, box drivers, all going through this unnecessary travel. It also comes right in the middle of a period when riders haven't had a break since May and won't have one until October. It has to be in the best interest of everyone to sort this out. And on to our next racing news story. Discussions are being held over the rescheduling of the second Skybet Sunday Series fixture after it was called off because of a waterlogged track at Haydock. The third fixture in the series, televised by ITV and which has a total prize money of £600,000, is due to be held at Sandown on August 22nd. But there is a question mark over the middle leg of the series at Haydock. The track's clerk of the course, Kirtland Tellwright, said, I don't know what's going to happen regarding rescheduling the meeting yet, but it's being discussed and we will have to wait and see. The series offers £200,000 in bonuses to jockeys and owners for certain achievements, but they are tied across the three meetings. Any owner of a horse who wins at each fixture of the series will be entitled to a £100,000 bonus, with the money split in the case of multiple winners. A further £100,000 will be offered to any jockey who rides seven winners over the three race days, a prize targeted by Ben Curtis after two winners at the opening fixture in Musselburgh. Heavier overnight rain than expected forced Haydock to call off their fixture on Sunday morning. Tellwright said, 
We didn't think there would be this much rain. We knew we were going to get a lot, but it's exceeded that. It's just gone beyond the sensible limit of what the track can take. He added, we reached heavy yesterday afternoon, but looking at the forecast then, we were confident we could manage it. However, that confidence has looked misplaced in the light of what has happened overnight. And our final story in the racing news today. The crowd at Saturday's Dubai duty-free Shergar Cup was less than half the number that turned up the last time the team event was staged two years ago. But Ascot's director of racing, Nick Smith, said the track was genuinely delighted with the way the day went. A total of 11,100 people attended the four-team event that was followed by performances by the Mac Twins, Marvin Humes and a combined performance by Sophie Ellis-Bexter and Richard Jones. This figure is compared to 23,505 in 2019 and 31,097 three years ago. Explaining the drop, Smith said, We didn't go on sale until very late. We took the decision not to sell tickets for any of those race days outside of Royal Ascot until we had full clarity that we would be at normal capacity. Because of the pandemic, we couldn't get surety of an act. We only announced an arrangement with Sophie Ellis-Bexter in the week of the meeting, so everyone had bought tickets for the race day without knowing if there would be a concert. Usually we would promote the concert from the beginning of the year, and that's where the additional crowd comes from. The concert itself was a dull back affair, according to Smith, who added, It was a smaller stage and set. Everything was on a smaller level. Sophie Ellis-Bexter is top class and was absolutely brilliant, but there was no backing group and it was a much less grand affair as we put it together so late. But it was still a brilliant concert. Royal Ascot and its test event status was another complicating factor, according to Smith. He said, We made a conscious decision to focus only on Royal Ascot as the test event status made that incredibly complex. We weren't sure where we would be for the rest of the summer, so we decided not to sell tickets until we knew what format we were going to be able to run. It would have been too complicated to oversell and have a refund situation if we were still at a restricted capacity. He continued, We were fully aware that by going on sale late, our attendances would be radically reduced from normal. That's something we intentionally wanted to put in place this year so anyone attending knew that while there aren't social distancing restrictions, they wouldn't be facing the same level of crowds as they would on a normal feature Ascot Saturday. Ascot's smaller crowds have been noticeable, especially when compared to tracks like York and Glorious Goodwood selling to pre-pandemic levels. But Smith added, We're actually genuinely delighted that we were able to sell 15,000 tickets for the King George and 11,000 for the Shergar Cup. In context, those are great figures and we will build back. Both meetings would be around 25,000 plus next year and we're expecting 20,000 plus for Champions Day. British Champions Day on October the 16th would usually sell around 27,500 tickets and Smith added, we might very well be there. I'd be confident we'll sell 20,000 plus and it may very well be 25,000 plus. This has been this week's report of all the racing news from the racing media, including Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. Join us again. Thanks for listening. 
Well, that was Mike Padden with all the news from the racing media. OK, let's have a look and see where we can go racing this weekend. There are seven races on the flat at Newmarket on the July course at a one o'clock start. Seven races on the flat at Newbury, one fifteen start. Six races on the flat at Doncaster with a 1.22 start. Seven races on the flat at Ripon with a 2.05 start. Seven races over the jumps at Perth with a 2.10 start. Seven races on the flat at Tremor in Ireland with a 4.45 start. Seven races over the jumps at Market Raisin, a 5 o'clock start. And seven races on the flat at Bath with a 10 past 5 start. Then we move on to the Sunday... Where we start over in Ireland, where there are seven races on the flat at Dundalk on the all weather at a one thirty start. Uh, six races on the flat at Southall, also on the all weather with a one thirty five start. Seven races over the jumps at Tremor in Ireland, a one forty start. Seven races on the flat at Chelmsford, again on the all weather with a one fifty start. And finally, seven races on the flat at Pontyflat with a two o'clock start. And now it's time to catch up with a very, very busy Mr. Rod Millman. He's on his way now to Salisbury, where he's got some runners uh, uh, today, Thursday. So we'll see what he's got to say, but he's certainly been having a good time of things lately. Right, well, good morning, Rod. Um, on your way to Salisbury, uh, you've picked a rotten day. It's raining here, and... Um, I went yesterday when it wasn't raining and it was beautiful up there. So, but uh, you've got a hell of a lot of runners going to um, the next couple of days. Uh, you, you know, really busy. Well, yes, it's been a busy. It's been a busy couple of weeks actually. We've um, horses have been running well, and uh, although we haven't had that many winners, we've had a hell of a lot placed. Yeah. Uh, but um, we've got a busy day today. Uh, so Silent Flame is our best chance today. She likes soft ground. Yeah. She's got a champion jockey on her. It's so so I'm going there today to see if I can um, give her a little bit of luck. Yeah. Um, she's, she's had six runs in handicaps and she's mostly... Well, she, uh, she hasn't been at the first two in a handicap yet, so I'm hoping she'll run a big race. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's good. But but um, if we can go back a couple of days, um, Crazy Luck was a reserve but actually ran at uh, the Shergar Cup and came second. You must have been pleased with that. Very pleased. She, she, she only just got beat. Um, she ran a cracking race. Uh, it was a £50,000 added race. She's only beat her, her head. Um, she, she just hit the front a bit too soon. Yeah. And she just just idled a little bit in front she's, she's a filly that has to get there at the last moment yeah um, very genuine filly but when she hits the front she thinks she's done enough yeah but she's a lovely filly you know, we'll, we'll credit to everyone who looks after her you know and, and is she going today no no she's she's having a well deserved rest right she um, she will run again there's a 30 grand filly's handicap at Salisbury at the end of the month right that will be her target there you know? yeah uh, and of the other ones that you've got lined up today, we've got Rocking All Over the World, Whispering Winds, Tighten Up. Uh, are all of those going? No, Rocking rock, rock Over the World has got a sick note today. Right. She's got a corn. Leaving off race horses get corn. <laughs> and uh, her corn has come back to haunt her today. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a nice race. She'd have been in the prize money. Um, she's a great big filly. Uh, she, she is a nice filly, but we've had nothing but bad luck with her. She's had this corn that comes and goes. And um, so we can't run her today, unfortunately. So she's yeah. But we have got 
um, handy talk he runs. Yeah. He, he hopefully he'll put a bad bad effort last time behind him. Um, he's ultra track record at uh, Foslas, so I don't think he'll break it today because the ground's quite soft. Hmm. Well, they, the Foslas yesterday they were saying the ground was quite uh, quite soft there because I was watching it on TV last night. So. Uh, and, and Bamalama Bamalu, um, is, is she due to go soon? Yeah, well, she runs today. Yeah. She's, um, we had her entered in two races, and we weren't sure which one to go for. Um, we ended up going to Windsor, and it, it started raining, and they nearly abandoned the meeting. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, no, because the race was there. It was just the right sort of race for her. It wasn't very competitive. Not too many runners. She had a good draw. And although she hadn't shown much, she she came out an easy winner. Yeah. Now she won well, and we decided to leave her in for today's race. But I was only going to run her if the ground came soft, mm. and rain came last night, and so now she takes her chance. Right. Got a chance but, to win. Uh, she's on the most handicap rating she can have. Yeah. She she doesn't get a penalty for her win this week, so she's she is in theory well in. Right. Um, and thirty five runners, it's not a very good contest. Um, but no doubt the four other people are saying the same it's a very full contest, you must have a chance. Mm. So all the jockeys will be all the jockeys will be sort of G'd up to ride their best races, you know? Yeah, yeah. What happened what happened in the weighing room before the race? Well, although all the horses are trying, most of the jockeys know they've got no chance before they go out. Right. In, in a lot of races. But in a race like today, all the jockeys will be thinking they've got half a chance, but they'll be thinking of how to, how to get the best possible finishing position. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so it makes quite a better race. Tomorrow, Abel Kane and the Amazonian Dancer, or, sorry, Amazonian Dream, I can't read bird writing. Um, are they going yeah, still Am- tomorrow? Amazonian, yeah, yes, Amazonian Dream, unfortunately, when he ran in the Super Sprint last time, he was left in the stalls and he only beaten I think it's left in stalls five legs and got beaten seven legs yeah in a valuable race yeah um, and he lost and he lost a front shoe alright well O'Shea Murphy rode him that day and he wanted to ride him again tomorrow so let's see how we get on tomorrow yeah yeah definitely I, well, would, I wouldn't put you off him he's a, he's a really good horse and things click hmm. and then we've got Abel Kane goes up to New, Newmarket right um that's basically he'll probably be favoured for I would have thought you know mind you it's interesting you saying you know the, the small fields we went to Salisbury yesterday and uh, sort of looked at the you know looked at the card and you know I thought yeah we you know there's some good jockeys here good trainers here you know I think this ought to be a reasonable day's betting but the first the first uh, race 100 to 1 winner the second race 20 to yeah. 1 winner I just couldn't believe it the bookies were very pleased, I suspect. I bet they were, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> fortunately, I got the three, three winners a bit further on, so I was all right. But, you know, we, yeah. we started off and we sort of thought, you know, 100 to 1, 20 to 1, what chance have we got here today sort of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was obviously yeah, going to be one of those days, I think. That was the problem. Yes, yeah. But uh, good. Okay, then, Rod. Well, look, thank you very much for giving us the rundown. I hope you have a successful um, weekend anyway. And, um, yeah, you know, have a good day. Okay, well, we've got... Oh, don't forget Airship on Saturday. You'd have a good chance, okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got that Saturday. Okay. What about Prince of Hearts? 
Monday, winter. All right, okay. Okay. Good. Well, as I say, have a good weekend. Have a few winners. I should be backing them. So uh, you've got all the added, added pressure of that. And then I expect to hear Bama Lama Bamaloo over the radio soon. That's right. Well, that was Rod Millman, who did, in fact, have a good afternoon at Salisbury yesterday and also today at Foslas. But now it's time to catch up with another one of our trainers who's doing very well at the moment, and that's Mr Tom Ward. Well, good afternoon, Tom. Um, wanted to particularly have a chat about Roman Mist uh, after yesterday's uh, pretty easy victory, really. Yeah, and no, she won well. She won. She's a tough little girl. She tries very hard. She's, she's been in the placings every time, and the last two two runs have been winners, so very happy with her. What, what do you think's brought on the improvement? Your, your training techniques, I presume? Well, she's just getting the hang of it, really. She's sort of um, strengthening up and enjoying it, and possibly the flat tracks a bit are helping her as well. But no, I think a mixture of everything. She seems to really be getting the hang of it now, which is fantastic. And from from the point of view of uh, her ratings and what have you, is she likely to go up in the ratings at all? Of, uh, you know, after the win. Yeah, she'll be up probably in mid eighties now. So she's getting right up there and in good company now. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fantastic. She's obviously she she deserves to do it now. She's. One and last two, and she's definitely going the right way. Well, certainly hot to trot getting quite excited about her, I know. But um, what what are the plans for the future? Have you got anything laid out yet? Not yet. I've had a good look this morning. I can't find anything exactly, but I'll give her a couple of weeks and then probably assess. But I'll, um, yeah, hopefully find a nice big handicap for her. And yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to get some, get some good results for her. And, and what about the rest of the uh, the next few days? Have you got many runners? Uh, I've got one this evening. Who should Alphonse Carr, who... Um, should run better than his price um and then we've got two tomorrow at newbury um brown owl who won last time who hopefully can go close again and then zui feng who who tends to do his own thing um so yeah we've got a couple of runners but no and then we're quiet really until next week now but no it's um it's good ticking along nicely good excellent well you keep up the good work sir because that's what it's all about winners isn't it I was hoping you might okay, have had yeah. a runner at Salisbury yesterday because I went to Salisbury yesterday. But uh, I so. know, yeah, no, we didn't manage to. But no, it was good racing. I saw it was yeah. good racing. Yeah, no, I had it. Well, tell you what, though, it started off badly. A hundred to one was the price of the first winner, and then twenty to one the second. So I know, yeah, this <laughs> to pick the winner, then, isn't it? <laughs> just, just with yeah. a gates hundred to one shots. But there we go. No, we yeah. we, we came yeah, out exactly. we came out okay in the end. That was the main thing. Well, look, Tom, thanks very much for joining us, as usual. We do appreciate it. And um, I'll thanks, speak to you Eddie. next week, OK? Perfect. Thanks, Eddie. Speak to you then. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Bye-bye. Tom. Bye-bye. Well, that was Mr Tom Ward, of course, whose Roman Mist was one of Hot to Trot's winners uh, yesterday at Fosslass. And now it's time to catch up, of course, with the cheeky chappy. It's Colin Brown time. Well, here he is, everybody. Colin Brown, no less. How are you, Colt? Yeah, good as gold, lady, and yourself, you had a good week. Yeah, I've been racing on uh, Wednesday to Salisbury. The sun shone, <clears throat> and, we all, and we all sat there, and we we picked our horses out for the first, and, and a Sheen yeah. Murphy, I did a Sheen Murphy, because he had some good yeah. rides, I thought, this is all right. Yeah. So what won it? This is easy. A, a hundred to one shot. Now, I mean, oh. h- how often did you get a hundred to one shot winning a race at, at Salisbury in, on the oh. flat? So we all thought, oh, well, that, that doesn't happen very often, does it? So let's not worry too much about it. So the next race came up, and we all backed a horse in that. And guess what? A 20-to-1 shot won it. Ah, Marcus Dragoning's quite a nice horse, actually. Mm. If you're on it, everybody. And one of my mates picked it and then changed his mind. 
So he was moaning all through the rest of the afternoon, suicidal almost. And then the third, even the third race, we thought, well, this has got to be the one. And Oshin Murphy has now had two blanks. And I'm thinking, that's all right. Third race, he'll be okay. A seven to one shot won it. And it wasn't Oshin Murphy. But after that, things started to cheer up a bit. And I had three winners. So it wasn't too bad. Oh, well, that was good. It's always, you know, what, what starts badly ends well is always better. Yes. Uh, well done, you. So you're in some lovely group track, Salisbury, isn't it? If um, yeah. any of your listeners have never been to Salisbury, it's well run by a guy called Jeremy Martin. Yeah. And um, it's got fond memories for me because that was my first pony club camp when I was about 12. Yeah. Going there, being away from home, you know, getting... Um, getting uh, riding every day and just having a great time mucking out the horses it was fantastic yeah no it's, it's a nice nice track well as you say well organized and and yeah no it's good it's good i was well impressed i love going there it's it's, mm. it's great yeah. and of course if we'd gone today yeah. when there was also racing today it was wet yeah. and windy and horrible so uh we, we had a result oh. there but hey listen yeah, i we have got a result for our listeners mate i am telling you we have got a result for our listeners. Listeners, how would you like to have a free £25 bet? Now, that sounds... I, I know, or so would I. Uh, I have. Um, basically, all you've got to do is you've got to go to our website, which is www.3valleysradio.com, and on the front page of the website, you will see an advert for star sports racing and there is a q a qr code uh, on the on the uh, it's on the right hand side and all you've got to do is take a picture with your phone and then follow the instructions on your phone and you will then get an account with star sports you have a bet for 25 quid yourself and they will match that bet completely free so you can't and you go did wrong. That at Salisbury? Yes, I did. You did that yes, Salisbury? I did, and I had Lilac Road, which won. I think is the fourth race, and at eleven to two. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's brilliant. So you really can't go wrong. So um, five, five you know. and a half times twenty-five. Hmm. Yeah, you won hundred and thirty-seven pounds fifty. Yeah, well, I told you it got better. So it was it no, was <laughs> no more, but twice that. Living hell, yeah, yeah. you won two hundred and sixty sets, two hundred and six, yeah. two hundred and seventy-three pounds. So, well Mar- Mary, you have got to go and get your get your Nokia, and get somebody to ch- yeah. swap it for a for a, an iPhone yeah. or or a Samsung because I don't expect your Nokia. What do you think, Mary? Like, do you think do you think Mary like a Galaxy, or would you think that's a bar of chocolate? I think she'd think it's chocolate, so I think you'd better go for the iPhone. I would, because I've got an iPhone. And well, what well, the Apple iPhone? She might think it's an Apple. Well, she might do, I suppose. Yeah, but my wife's got an iPhone yeah. as well. If my my wife can work her iPhone, or right, I'm sure Mary can. So get out there, yeah, Mary, because be otherwise you won't be able to take a picture with your Nokia. You won't be able to have a no. an account with Star Sports, and and suddenly right. all that money that you could have won is is gone. <laughs> so come on, Mary, sort yourself out. Apple, yeah. Apple Maybe iPhone. Maybe going to get a Sa- Samsung or something. What about a Samsung? No, that's a but Galaxy. You don't, you don't want to get, no, get, get an iPhone. Just... Don't argue with me. Okay. Just just I, listen. Okay, okay. Listen. Okay. Right. Yeah, no. okay. Yeah, right, okay. But So you just go on there and yeah. go zoom with your, your, your camera and just yeah. do the QR code. Yeah, and that's then it. just hit the... 
hit the top and it says, you know, yeah, it'll put a link, I think, on there, and you just you just follow the link and away you go. So, and I mean, you know, it's it's, and I'm sure if you if if you get any problems, just ring up Star Star Sports and say it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? You know, so yeah, you can, you can't yeah, go wrong. So I tell you what you have to do nowadays, though, because I, I joined up the other day, some someone, and you have to send a picture of your driving license or your passport, which is absolutely fine. It's all sort of cute, secure and everything. And then they'd have a utility bill. So my council tax up here in Oxfordshire um, is quite expensive. And so I took the whole picture of the whole utility bill just to show them how expensive it is living up here in Oxfordshire. So they so, didn't... Um, they didn't... That is all you... And they didn't ask for your release papers then from jail? No, I didn't mention those release papers because, uh, you know, right. I, I thought I'd rather not do that. Mm. I had to show them a bank statement, but just get an old bank statement out to show you about, you know, yeah. 30 quid in there or something. Yeah. And then send that off, and then it's all just scrapped and done. And I joined up to some other making company, but I think Star Sports sounds to me the business they call i'm just looking up online now they call them the gentleman's bookmaker they look after people not like some of these firms who mm, won't mm. lay you back so interesting well done lady well yeah done. so there we go so we shall we shall await developments and uh you know listeners email us and let us know how you're getting on and um yeah we look forward to that we do I, we do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give them a winner which sounds like the west country at red car uh, on Saturday. What about Ripper? Um, well, that yeah, even Ripper actually won <laughs> at Redcar. They even Ripper. It sounds like they're in the West Country, so they can log on the Star Sports, get a twenty-five pound free bet, stick their twenty-five pound on as well, and this will win. Here we go. Two o five Ripon horse number one ex minister yeah should be ex prime minister really shouldn't that I suppose oh poor Boris. But, Hey, uh, Exminster. Sounds like Axminster, but it's Exminster. Yeah. I think that'll win the first at um, at Ripon. I think it's quite a nice horse. Okay, okay. So where are we going from Ripon? Are we staying at Ripon or are we moving on? I think we might, you know, I think we might stay at Ripon and have a little bit of a look through um, A, yeah. if you like. Right. Um, because it's a funny little track. It's not everybody's track, everybody's cup of tea. It's um, horses sometimes get a little bit unbalanced there because it's... It, the ground sort of goes up and down, up and down, roly-poly. Mm. But once they sort of, um, you know, course and distance winners there or whatever are always worth having a look at. And their feature race of the day is, all, uh, is a race called the Great St. Wilfred Handicap. Do you That's know how I used to have a whippet called Wilfred? Did you? Yeah. Aww. He was a, he was a darling. Uh, unfortunately, Aww. he got, I mean... Um, what was it he got? Um, blood cancer or whatever, you know. But he, oh, no. he made it to 11, which I suppose wasn't too bad, but oh, we loved him. No. It was awful. But anyway, let's let's talk about racing. Uh, not Right, here we go, racing. I'll tell you what's going to win the great Wilfram. Your star sports stuff, I've been just looking up because um, the uh, ambassador for them on the flat is Sylvester D'Souza, the yeah. champ- ex-champion jockey. Uh-huh. He was champion jockey a couple of years ago. And he rides a horse called Lam Pang in the Great St. Wilfred. It's trained by Tim Easter. It's owned by King Power Racing, of course, own um, Leicester City Football Club. And it's called 
Lampang. It's only been five lengths in the Stewards Cup last weekend. Sylvester to Souza. Hang Maybe on. that's a little bit of luck. <clears throat> Can you hang on a minute? Because I've got Sylvester yeah. Souza uh, riding a horse called Gigio Vasari, number nine, in the 310, which is the Great St. Wilfrid Stakes. Is that the one? No, no, this is the Great St. Wilfrid Handicap. Ah, well. Um, ah, yeah. Lampang, now I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lampang, it's right. Yeah. And as I say, he is the ambassador. He's their ambassador, Star Sports. So the fitting if he won and it's around about 11 to 1-ish with Star Sports so not mm. a bad price at the moment right. Um, right that's my next bet there um, right what wins the next one i tell you what I quite fancy there's a horse running here in the 420 it's called Enigmatic trained by Joseph Parr Joseph Parr is just Grand uh, nephew or grandson, uh, grandson of Alan Bailey, who can really train and land at a bit of a touch, and I think he's, I think he's, um, you know, coats his uh, nephew um, in the racing game to understand how to get a horse ready for a bit of a touch. And um, Harry Burns, I've done a bit of coaching with in the past, uh, rides enigmatic, and I think that will win the four twenty at Ripon. So. There we go. It's easy so far. Ripping three winners for you. Right. Where should we go? Where should we go? Where should we go? <coughs> should we go and have a look? Let's have a quick look at Donny, and then we'll go to Newmarket. Donny being Doncaster. And, um, oh, it's always good racing at Donny, but there's a, a Phillies race there, maiden Phillies race, where we've got some um, Charlie Appleby's got a couple of runners. He's got a hood on the first time out of there, which is... Um, out of a half sister's derby winner, Massar. Which you race are we in? Well, hang on a minute. What race are we in here? The 152, I beg your pardon. The 152, old boy, keep up. What if you keep up? Come on, pull your finger out. Yeah. Sort yourself out, man. What's okay. the matter with you? Okay, okay, here we go. Right. Anyhow, it's called Iconic Look. Where's the hood first time out? Wouldn't be the biggest surprise if it won, though. Stable's in great form. Now, tell you what, he's got a good little jockey booking on it because there's a lot of racing on Saturday. Jockeys aren't allowed to do two meetings anymore. Mm. Um, he's got R- R- Ryan, R- Ryan, or Ryan, Ryan Ingram. Rehannon, I would have think that is, isn't it? Or is it Rehannon? Oh, yeah, I suppose. Re- yeah, yeah, I don't know. Show. Anyway, yeah, go yeah. on. Anyhow, she's a damn good girl and she's a very good rider. Right. And um, I, think, I think that can win. What's it called? It's called Iconic Look. I- there we go. That will do. Just making sure you're concentrating. Yeah, I'm still um, concentrating. Good boy. Good boy. What else wins up there? Quite good. Well, you're the one supposed to know. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, very um, trying at yeah. times. I can be. I can be. <laughs> right. <laughs> what wins? It looks very, very difficult. Let's have a look at one horse here that I was quite interested in. There is no, he's not coming down the handicap. No, no, that's my lot up there. I'm going to go from there to Newmarket. Um, that's where I'm going to go. Okay, Newmarket. Um, which race? In, I'll tell you in one second. We're going to go for the one o'clock, the novice stakes race there at Newmarket. Quite a few runners. It's a race on the July course, of course, over six furlongs, yep. and it's a pretty competitive little race. 
as you would expect that being at Newmarket. Um, what wins it, we say to ourselves? Well, um, Richard Hannon's horses are in good form. He runs a horse called Captain's Bar. Sounds a sort of place where you'd probably go. I'll cost 130 grand as a yearling. I say it was one to have a look at in the one o'clock. And, um, you know, if you fancy it yourselves, then give it a go. But I think it's got a good chance. Captain's Bar, if it's an each rate price, better back it was Star Sports, I suppose. Okay. Um, right. Did I, did I tell you I've got a new solicitor now? No. Yeah, yeah, I've got a new one. Well, because I, I'm getting so many sort of um, um, disparaging remarks from yourself that I thought, well, you know, I think we're going to have to fire off a writ. Oh, right. Oh. So I, I'm, Not I'm, a check, a writ. I, yeah, a writ, yes. I'm just warning you so that, you know, the next one, that could be the one. So be careful. Oh, gosh. I, I better get a few bob in the bank then. Yeah. So that, um, yeah. So that if you're gonna if you're gonna fight me, that I yeah. have a few bucks to fight against you. Well, dear, I mean, dear, dear, anyone dear, would think dear. I'm an alcoholic or something. Uh, wow, <laughs> you you do uh, like a little sharpener now and again, don't you? Well, don't, 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 don't we all? Uh, the know. odd person has said that sometimes you get what we call a little over refreshed. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Right, what wins? What wins up here? Now, quite an interesting little race, um, the two o'clock at Newmarket. And uh, it's really between a horse called Nidra, which is, uh, which is a well of William Haggis's. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's probably quite nice. Uh, it's the one to take away a little uh, nice filly. And also a horse called Goulwa, trained by uh, Andrew Balling. It was a nice winner. Second at um, second at Ascot and a good filly's handicap behind Percy's pride. And then it was uh, a winner at, um, I think it won at Kempton. So that's the first two in the race, I think. So if you're looking at this race, two o'clock at Newmarket, I think the two to be on here and put them in a forecast, reverse it. Number three and four, Midra and Goulwa. Okay. Right, moving to the next race. Looks quite tricky. Um, there's a horse named after you here. Yeah. Well, Brian the Snail. Well, yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> because they say you walk very slowly, is that well, right? Yeah, I do, but there is a reason for that. <laughs> okay, we won't go into that then. No. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, right, so I, I'm not going to put that up anyhow. Um, but I tell you what I am going to put up in the race, and I don't think it might win. Uh, Chris Wright, who owns Wonderful Tonight, owns a bit of this. And a guy called David Kilburn, I was at Windsor the other night, and I went to a box, and I didn't know David Kilburn from, uh, you know, from, from uh, I don't know. Adam is the expression, yard, I think. I did know him from Adam. From Adam, that's the one. Uh, anyhow, I talked his horse up and said that had a great chance. They finished third at 22 to 1. He said, I hope you're right. Mick Shannon says he doesn't really fancy it tonight. He doesn't think the horses have been really absolutely spot on. And Chris Wright also. Anyhow, I tipped it I, because, you know, it's my opinion. So I went for it and it was called Chairman of the Board. Yeah. And um, I think that will take the beating at Newmarket in the 305. Chairman 
You've just jumped the from the 235 to the 305. No wonder I can't keep up. Sorry, well, you've just got to be a well, bit more yeah. on the ball, haven't you, really? Well, I, tell, um, I tell you what, though, the chairman of the yeah. board plays some great songs. There's a band called Chairman of the Board. They're great. Fantastic. I've heard of them. They're probably a bit before my time. Uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't think so. They're 70s, I think. Late 60s, early 70s. Oh, They're okay. very good. Okay. And now my yeah, pen's run out. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, right. I've got oh, another one. God. Right, okay. There we go. Right, um, let's go to uh, another race meeting. I'm fed up with Newmarket now, but no. I think we've no, we've named we've named a couple of winners there. I'm going to have a quick look at Perth because um, I quite like the uh, I quite like the racing sometimes up at Perth. It's a pretty competitive place, and uh, let's have a look at the two forty five. I had a little look just earlier on just to see what I. Thought could probably go up there a win. Um, well, Lucinda Russell always does well there, and so does Tristan Davis, but uh, they've all got runners in the race. I am going to leave the 245 away alone and try and get the winner of the 350. That's the race I'm trying to get on. Here it is. Right, I got you the winner of the 350. Are you listening? Okay. Uh, number number one is called Mrs. Hyde. It's owned by a mate of mine. Um, needed its run the other day. It's got some really good form. Uh, Brian Harrison trains it, and I think it won't be too far away. Back in each way, Mrs. Hyde, number one, the 350, at Perth for Saturday's racing. Right. Right, let's go on to Newbury, because that's where I'm going to be. Um... So I, I can get the solicitor to serve the papers at Newbury then. That's useful to know. Yeah, oh, yeah, serve them at Newbury. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Them yeah. Right, I, are you listening? Uh, in the first race at Newbury, it's amazing. And not often you get a horse that was second in the derby running in a maid, do you? But uh, no. Mojo Star, second in the derby, fifth in the French derby, will win the first. But he's going to be like about 10 to 1 on but I'm just uh, going to No, I think he's going win. to be more than that because it says in here on Racing Post <laughs> betting forecast Mojo Star 1 to 20 Oh well there you go he's <laughs> quite short then quite short just, just a tad short yes yeah okay so don't worry about are it you, you're not tipping that then no I won't tip that I'll keep no. away from that yeah. but in the second race the 145 that's the race I quite like and um, there is a horse here trained by Andrew Boarding. It's um, one at Salisbury uh, last time out, not when you were there, but one at Salisbury last time out. In June it was. Um, beat a horse called Broad Spear. Um, and I think it will win. It's called Seattle King. It's trained by Rafe Beckett. And it's a horse that's um, owned by Jeff Smith, who's the chairman of Salisbury and Jeff Smith of course owns alcohol free and chief senior only years ago third horse came out and won at Leicester the next time I think there's a win at Newbury at Newbury it's called Seattle King in the second race okay right we've got the Jeffrey Freer stakes as a group three race here at Salisbury it's a very very good race you know over the years it's been won by some pretty decent horses AD Mm-hmm. Um, horses that even you might have remembered. Technician won it. He was um, 
he was pretty good. A good horse called Defo won it yeah. um, a, couple, a couple of three years ago. But we want to know what wins it this year. Hookham won it last year. Yeah. And he is he is the favourite again. And I suppose you have to say, Owen Burrow's horses are in very good form, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, each ring is just um, not too far from us around here. I think Hookham will win it again. He's around about even money. He's not a great price, but I'd rather have an even money winner than a four to one second. Right, the um, handicap of seven furlongs for th- three-year-olds at tel- uh, 255. Um, this is a quite tricky little race, but um, David Ellsworth likes to have winners here, and he runs a horse called Starsheba. She's out of a good mare called Dashheba, and um, Jeff Smith bred her. Elsie's only won one race for this out of uh, 11 runs. But I've got a feeling it could just go in here. So Dash Star Sheba for me, that's what I like in the uh, 2.55 at Newbury on Saturday. So that's a Jeff Smith double. Okay. Uh, let's have a look at the hung, Hungerford Stakes. Have you ever been to Hungerford? I think I have once. Yeah, I can't really remember why, but I think I have. Of course, it was the it was the scene of a, an awful massacre, wasn't it? Back along many moons ago. It, I tell you what, I, a little story here. Yeah, it was a terrible massacre. I mean, you know, I don't know how many eight or nine people got shot by some nutter yeah. uh, gunman, sadly. But uh, I, I had a good bunch of people I've spent plenty of money in my pub and in those days you had to get a license to be open you had to close at sort of 2.30 if you were eating you could stay at your stable at 3 o'clock then you had to get a license um, then you opened at 6 you had to get a license if you wanted to be open all day and uh, I had these people in they're all over refreshed and getting stuck into a right few bottles of wine and port and then there was this news flash and um, you know this gunman was on the run so I drew the curtains and locked the doors and decided that that'd be absolutely fine. I'll lock them all in. And uh, then, you know, luckily the gunman was found a little later on. But, um, God, I think the Hungerford Stakes looks hard. Um, and I'm not really sure what's going to win it. But I'm going to go with the Holly Dawn horse here. You had Holly on the radio the other day. I did, yes, indeed. Lovely lady. What a great girl she is. She rides a horse called Dream Loper for Ed Walker, and I think that might go close to Hungerwood Stakes with Star Sports. I've just had a quick look up. It's about seven, eight to one. So um, yeah, that's not you too know, bad, is you it? Can't, you can't, you can't. No, you can't hold people to those prices. Of course, we're talking about you know at next day's racing, but um, you know they do they do vary. I always call it my median price. Yeah. So I try and sort of like just see who's uh, who who's betting where. Um, right, E.O., next race on the card. Well, I suppose a horse called Tara Reg should win at number five in the four o'clock at the Newbury. But, you know, has been the bridesmaid a couple of times, but it should probably win. Sir Michael Stout, great trainer. Um, he has got number five, Tara Reg, uh, in the four o'clock at Newbury. 4.35 at Newbury is the final race. Go on. Listeners, I was just going to point out, you, you, you're beginning to get the drift of this now, aren't you? Because, of course, our friend Mr. Brown used to own a pub. Does that really sum it all yeah. up for you? Do you understand yeah. what I have to put up with now? Of course you do. <laughs> right, car- you carry do. on. Right, carry on. Okay, well, I'm going to give you the last race winner. It's called Iron Heart. 
and it's trained by Dave Pipe. It's written by a really good girl called Joe Supple, who is married to um, 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 a great guy who's who, who's head lad, German head lad for the Pipe Stable. Um, and I think this will win. And it's called Iron Heart Last Race Newbury. So sure. Are you sure it's not wooden like. heart? It's not wooden heart, it's iron heart. <laughs> iron heart. Elvis Presley. It's a win- oh, I can remember. It's had a wind operation. You could probably mm. do one of those. Yeah, well, and, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I could. And there we go. There we go, listeners. What you've got to do is to scan that uh, QR code. I've just done that while I'm on. And... Um, and, and join up to Star Sports, get a free bet. Yeah. So you've been told. We told you first here. You've been ah, told. I thought, I'd, been told. I thought my internet had gone for a minute, but it suddenly come back, so that's okay. But not that I need it now anyway. No. But, uh, you know. Absolute. Absolute. Yeah. Good. Well done, Colin. Well, that uh, that sounds pretty good, and, and I, I haven't actually rung the solicitor yet, so maybe you got away with it this week, but... Uh, uh, you thank know, you. you. You have been warned. That's the thing, and I, I, I think it's only fair to warn you when we have this situation develop. Really. You know, and uh, play. I mean, do you think? Play. Do you think Mary better come and bail you out if necessary? Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary's a multi-millionaire. She'd come along and bail me out. No yeah. problem at all. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Then. I shan't hesitate. Then we can split the we can split it between us then, fifty-fifty. Uh, Absolute. Yeah. Good. Okay, Colin. Well, thanks for that, sir. And uh, you have Bye. a good day at uh, at Newbury. And um, yeah, we will we will touch base next week when hopefully um, you'll have had ten winners. I mean, imagine if you'd have had that Star Sports account when you had ten winners a few weeks back. I know. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. 10 out of 17, if I'd banged in the them, I mean, well, I would have closed Star Sports down, I would have thought, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, do you reckon, I mean, you've got about 16, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So, 14 horses there. I think if you get, if you could get a 50% strike rate, I think that would be pretty much acceptable to the listeners. Yeah, and we'll mm. do our very best. Right, okay, excellent. Good right. to speak to you, and uh, listeners, have a great weekend. Yeah, and you, Cole. We'll speak to you next week, OK? God bless you. Cheers, Amy. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a very cheeky chappy. That was Colin Brown, of course, with his selections for the weekend, which we hope will bring you a few winners. And if you apply to Star Sports, you'll obviously get a free £25 bet. Just follow the instructions. You can't go wrong. Stick with the racing show on Three Valleys Radio. It's the place to be. And now it's time to catch up with Dave Wilson of Harlequin Racing. Well, morning, Dave. Um, bright and early this morning. I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> You've been down the gallops. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, what have you got for us today then, mate? Yeah, we're going to have a look at one race at Doncaster for Saturday, and then we're going to have a look at three big races over at Newbury. So uh, we'll kick off with the one at Doncaster, the three o'clock race, and uh, the horse we like here is Dance Fever. It's going to be ridden by Jason Watson, trained by Clive Cox. 
won his first three starts very nicely back in 2019, and then he had two lots of great runs in 2020. But he come out in come out this year. He had a 327 day layoff, so I'm presuming something went wrong for him in 2020. Um, he, he opened his account this year up in the Buckingham Palace Stakes at Royal Ascot, and he, he run down the field. And then he come out and won a very nice class three race up at Leicester. And uh, the third in that race has come out and won twice since. And also the sixth in that race has come out and won. So very solid form there. And then uh, Dance Fever come out and run third. He only got beaten half a length in the international stakes at Ascot. So uh, he's certainly got the form in the book here. And he's priced up at around about 5-2 to William Hills at the moment. And uh he rates uh, probably the best bet of the day, really, at that sort of price. So, yeah. uh, that's our starter there at Doncaster stuff. Okay. Uh, moving over to Newbury, we've got the 145 race, the first one there. And the horse we like here is Masekala. Uh, Masekala, or however you pronounce it, going to be ridden by William Buick and trained by Andrew Baldwin. Uh, three runs to date, one, one well got Goodwood on his debut and he had a horse behind him that day called Fall of Rome who's come out on one since off of a handicap mark of 83 so it shows how good uh, Massacella is and uh, he then ran fifth in the Chesham and he was second favourite for that at the Royal Ascot meeting and that race has produced five winners since his very strong form there yeah. and last time out he got beat a short head by a horse called Native Trail in the uh, Class 1 Group 2 Super Latest Stakes up at Newmarket. So he's definitely got form in the bank and it's going to be hard for some of these newcomers to match that sort of level of form. And he is priced up around about five, which is quite short, but I would expect that to shorten up with William Blue riding him in the way that he's uh, riding winners lately and everyone's getting on his back on a Saturday. So uh, I would imagine that will not be there too long, that five to four. Okay. Moving down to the 220 race, a horse that we've had quite a bit of success with over the last year or so, Huckham. Uh, Jim Crowley takes the ride for Owen Burroughs. As I say, he's won five of his nine races to date, and he, he come fifth in last year's St. Ledger. Uh, he was only beaten four lengths in that race, so it shows the standard that he sets there. He's won two of his races uh, this year, and he was, he was only beaten by Wonderful Tonight. And... In the other race there in Hardwick Stakes at Royal Ascot, so uh, I would expect this fella's going to be short, it'd be around about 10 even money sort of price, but he'll certainly be worth having a bet on there. And he, he looks head and shoulders above these on form at the moment, so huck him in the 220 race right. there. Okay. And the last one we're looking at is uh, 330 at Newbury and another William Buick ride, Al Suhal, uh, trained by Charlie Appleby. He was two to one second favourite to win the World Group One stakes out in Dubai, which was won by Lord North, which shows the standard of form that this fella sets. Uh, he then came over and he, he had a race at Ascot in the summer mile and he finished third. He got beaten a length and three quarters, but he, he looked in need of a run that day. And I would imagine he'd come out a lot fitter for that. So uh, he heads up the betting market again and he's priced up around about five to two at the moment. But as I say, like you get the William Buick factor on these horses on a Saturday where everyone's following the jockeys in form and William certainly is so if he has a winner on Massacala earlier in the day the 5-2 to two about this fella is going to get shortened right up with everyone having their multiple bets on William Buick which is yeah, seems to be yeah. the go-to thing at the moment so uh, as you say like this fella's got all the form in the book and uh, he needed to run last time out as we 
as we've noted, and uh, he should come on for that, and he should be another big winner for Charlie Appleby this year. He's had quite a few wins and nice successes this year with his horses. So, anyway, that's what we've got for you for the weekend, M4, and uh, it could well pay to put them in a, a Yankee or a Lucky 15 and uh, see how you get on with them. Uh, that's what we'll be doing anyway. Okay, Dave. Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, the listeners, don't forget to uh, check out Dave's website, harlequinracing.co.uk. That's right, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, that's it, harlequinracingtips.co.uk. And we've got a free seven-day membership trial package for anyone. It's free of charge. What we need to do is log onto the website, put our email address in, and then we'll send them the tips every day for all of the horse racing and the sports betting that we do as well now. So uh, it's all there free of charge, and they can give us a... Give us a trial. Well, thanks to Dave Wilson there from Harlequin Racing. And now it's time to get a in-depth preview of the Ebor meeting with the Sporting Life's Simon Holt. Well, good morning, Simon. A busy man at the moment, rushing around all over the place. Um, you're going to give us a bit of a insight into the Ebor meeting today. Well, I mean, it's always a fantastic four days of racing up there at York and hopefully the weather will stay fine i always feel that york it's not so good when it gets too soft and some horses just don't seem to go on the courses uh, as well as they might do soft ground on other courses i mean it's called the knaves mar for a reason it's it's on old marsh land and let's hope it stays dry because then you get truer results and i suppose there's no question the, the classiest race of the week is on Wednesday. It's the Judmont International. It's a race which has often been rated the world number one race on ratings really? in, in several years, in several years. Yeah. And uh, it just seems to produce a fantastic race every year. And this time so we've got St. Mark's Basilica, of course, the French Guineas and the Prix du Jockey Club winner. Um and also the winner of the Eclipse as the odds-on favourite and likely to take plenty of beating, but he's 6-4 to four on. But he was very impressive in the Eclipse at Sandown, coming through and easily outpacing a Dayeb and, and Mishriff. Uh, Mishriff looks as though he's going to take him on again. He might have needed the run, Mishriff, at Sandown. He ran like it, and subsequently he's run an excellent race when second behind a Dayar in the King George at Ascot. So you, you couldn't rule out Mish given, and I quite like a horse called Alan Kerr, who's going to be about 12 to 1. Looks like they want to run him, and he beat a Dayar in the classic trial over this distance of a mile and a quarter earlier in the season, then won at Royal Ascot. And last time out in the Grand Prix de Paris, he was just given far too much to do, and eventually stayed on into th- behind Hurricane Lane. I don't think we saw the best of Alan Kerr in that race. So I might be tempted, given that St. Mark's Basilica is such a short price, I might be tempted to go with Alan Kerr. I think Tom Marquand will probably ride him quite aggressively over the distance and um, try and stretch them a bit because he he gets further than the mile and a quarter. Mm, Well, that's one to look out for there. So we've also got... um, uh, on the second day, the, the big race is the Yorkshire Oaks, and I think this could be a fascinating... I just don't know at the moment what's going to turn up, but Snowfall is slated for this race, of course, the dual uh, Oaks winner uh, for Aidan O'Brien. This has been her target um, since those victories. Um, and, of course, she she was an impressive winner of the Musadora stakes on this course earlier in the season. So there's no problem with the course. 
she's been winning these classics by massive margins. She won the she won the Kazoo Oaks by sixteen lengths, and then she went over to the Curra and she won by eight and a half lengths. The form hasn't really been boosted. She beat a stable companion called Divinely into third at Epsom, and then Divinely ran second at the Curra, and Divinely was quite well beaten at Goodwood last time out. So. There is a slight question if Snowfall's been beating anything, but, you know, she can only beat them while she's been trouncing them, really. Mm. Yeah. So she's going to be a, a pretty strong favourite AD, I think, for the for the Yorkshire Oaks. Uh, she's odds-on at the moment. It's hard to say at this stage what's going to come up against her. Dermot World's very smart filly, Tanawa, is an entry, and if she were to run and she came back with a win the other day, then she could be a big danger. She's very smart indeed. I know the big target is the arc. She came back to win over this distance of a mile and a half in the Bally Row and the other day at Leopardstown. But her form last season was superb. She won at the Breeders' Cup um, and she won the Prix de l'Opera. Uh, so, you know, she's a really smart filly should she turn up. Eshada, um, the winner at Royal Ascot, could run. Uh, not the winner at Royal Ascot, Loving Dream won at Ascot. Eshada ran second. They could run. Wonderful tonight is in there. David Monissier is a good filly, but it's hard to say what's going to turn up against Snowfall at the moment. Aidan O'Brien's also got love um, in in the in the entries at, at the moment, but I just can't believe that he's going to run love against Snowfall. I, and I and I think I read the other day that love probably is going to go and run in a race in France next time. Mm. So we've got a couple of shorties there for O'Brien in the Judmont International, uh, St. Mark's Basilica, and Snowfall in, in, in the Darley Yorkshire Oaks. But um, it'll be fascinating to see how they get on. Yeah, yeah, um, well, it will. But as you say, both two short, I suppose, you know, a double, I don't know what the prices will work out to for a double, but uh, that might be the best way of looking at it from those two. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Yorkshire Oaks is probably going to cut up to a much smaller field than what's in at the moment. Mm. And as I said earlier, I'd be tempted to throw a few quid at Alan Kerr, maybe each way in the Dubmont International, depending on how many runners there are declared, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, then later in the week, uh, I suppose everybody at York will be hoping to see Stradivarius returning in in the uh, Lonsdale Cup. And, uh, of course, he, he missed his run in the Goodwood Cup last time out because um, John Gosden felt that the ground was too soft there. Actually, the winning time, and the race was won by Trushan, wasn't all that slow. It was about eight seconds above standard. Not really indicative of super heavy ground, but maybe they they just want to do right by the horse and that's perfectly understandable he does prefer top of the ground conditions and if the weather forecast stays as it is at the moment then there must be a good chance of him running with true Shen, it's a bit of a balancing act for, for train around in king because i don't think he'd run the horse if there was any if if the word firm appeared in the going description but he he's a, a really quite impressive stare with some cut in the ground if it was good to soft perhaps they'll both run um, if it was good ground, perhaps they both run. It would be nice to see them take each other on. Um, and also Spanish Mission, who's a, a generally progressive staying horse, uh, won the Doncaster Cup last season. I, I quite like him, and he's another one who wouldn't want it too soft. So there's a little bit of a question mark hanging over the race as to what's going to run, but it would be great if all three of them, Stradivarius, True Shannon, Spanish mission took each other on. That could be a fantastic staying race. There's just a, a slight 
I suppose the people are beginning to question whether Stradivarius is quite the force he was, and I think he's seven now, isn't he? And um, he's always very cult in the in the parade ring, and you know he's got his mind on other things, perhaps, and he's getting on a bit as a as a racehorse. So you could uh, you could understand he wasn't quite as potent as he was on the race course, but um, he didn't get the greatest ride in the Gold Cup. And he had he did win the Cigaro Stakes before that, but the form wasn't very good. So I don't think I'd be rushing to write him off just yet. I see uh, today, this morning, uh, there was a quote on the Racing Post news bit that uh, apparently he's bouncing out of his uh, out of his skin at the moment, and, and you know, really full of himself. So that's encouraging, anyway. Well, he'll be very fresh. You know, mm. this will be his first run since Royal Ascot, so yeah. he's had a good old break mm. since then, and. The track is perfect for him because the thing that Stradivarius has got, unlike most other staying horses, is that a he stays, which is important, but he's got a good turn of foot. Mm. You know, mm. and even even some of the best um, staying horses, they just keep going really and 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 can maintain the gallop. But Stradivarius can actually quicken up. So, you know, he's a difficult horse to hold, and when he's ridden confidently and in the right position then um, his turn of foot can prove absolutely decisive. And it's, um, you know, you've got uh, horses getting retired. I mean, obviously, Enable's gone to stud now. Um, uh, they're talking about, you know, uh, Stradivarius getting to the end of the road. Basho's, ba- Bash, uh, what's he called? Batage. Batage, Batage has been yeah. retired. Yeah, uh, he's a gelding, so, so he's got no future at stud, unfortunately. No. <laughs> but, it's, but it's sort of, you know, when you get these sort of, what I would call sort of, you know, punter's favourite horses, yeah. and when they go, you, we're, we're kind of looking out now for some new heroes, aren't we, really, with these Well, these that's going. right. And, and again, it, it just shows how sad it is when horses on the flat are retired so early when you get a horse like Stradivarius who is so popular because he's he's had great longevity and he's kept coming back every season and every time he comes back and keeps winning he just becomes a bit more popular Mm -hmm. and he's a bit of a character of a horse as well you know Mm. it'll be interesting to see what happens at stud I know that his owner hopes that he'll breed flat horses but whether he'll get uh, really good flat mares remains to be seen and you'd have thought that he could be uh, more of a jump sire really given the distance that uh, he's been running over uh, which is a shame because as I say he's got a bit of class and I think earlier in his career he was winning at shorter distances so there's no reason why Stradivarius couldn't breed you know good flat horses that uh, maybe got a a mile and a half if 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 they, if he could be matched up with slightly um sharper mares perhaps you know mm, but we'll yeah. see you know it'd be fascinating to see but um every time he walks around the paddock you know he's he's definitely he tends to be advertising his uh, stallion <laughs> credentials these days a very delicate way. way of putting it simon <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very delicate um anything else that sort of jumps out at you that that's potentially will well, be running We've got um, on the Friday the big race is the Nunthorpe. Uh, that's the five furlong sprint and uh, over one of the fastest five furlongs in the country. And Wesley Ward is bringing over Golden Powell, who he says is the best horse he's trained. He was second to the Learjet at Royal Ascot last season and has won all his races since in America. So that's going to be interesting. And up against him will be the, the French Philly Swayzer, who won so impressively at Goodwood in the King George Stakes, absolutely bolted up. So that's going to be a, a great clash. And potentially Dragon Symbol, who chased home Swayzer at Goodwood, 
and Glass Slippers, who ran very well, I thought, at Goodwood, considering it was her first run of the season. And she's a really top-notch sprinter. She's won the Prix de l'Abbé, and she's in at 10 to 1 for the Nunthorpe. And mm. I thought that, you know, if she came on for her run at Goodwood, which I would expect that to be the case, that um, that, could, that could be quite a big price because um, she's definitely a... A second half of the season mare, I think. I think she really comes to hand moving into the autumn, as many fillies have historically in horse racing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think she remains one to keep a very close eye on. Glass slippers, and uh, and then on to Saturday. It's the meeting signature race, of course. The Ebor uh, looks really wide open at the moment. Princess Zoe is um, set for a run in Ireland and may turn out again for the Ebor on Saturday. If she does, then she's got a great chance. She was second in the Gold Cup behind Subjectivist at Royal Ascot, and she's a 14-to-1 chance at the moment. She was just a massively progressive uh, staying uh, mayor last season, and although she's got plenty of weight, she'd have to go well, particularly if there was a bit of rain by Saturday. That remains to be seen, of course. Mm. And there's a potentially very well-handicapped filly called Tribal Craft, who was second to Wonderful Tonight at Goodwood, and she could be thrown in on that form, but she's got to get into the race. She, she's um, a bit out of the, um, not out of the weights, but she's quite well down the list of runners and only 20 can run. So whether she um, um, she could get balloted out, it depends, you know, how many take up the entry. Yeah. And last year's winner for Jera Prince, he's also got an entry in the, um, in the Lonsdale uh, over two miles. But I think his trainer, Roger Varian, thinks he's a better horse over the mile and six. And although he's off a much higher mark than when winning last year, you know, you couldn't rule him out. He ran quite well on his reappearance as well. Mm -hmm. So competitive stuff. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But as you say, it's always difficult, isn't it? Because, you you know, we don't know what the final fields are going to be at this early stage. And uh, it's, you know, it's difficult to... To be precise, isn't it, really? Well, it, it, yes, I mean, it is. And, and the other factor, of course, as I keep mentioning, is the ground, particularly yes. York. You know, mm. you really need to keep a close eye on the ground. And um, some horses just don't give their running at York. For whatever reason, I don't know, because it's an absolutely flat, fair track. Mm. But occasionally, and it has been a bit of a, you know, in the past, if you think about it, there have been a few shock, shock results. I mean, I'm just old enough to remember Roberto beating Brigadier Gerard in what is now the Judmont International. I think it was called the Benson and Hedges Gold Cup in those days. And then more recently, Arabian Queen of David Ellsworth's beating Golden Horn mm. in the Judmont International. And, yeah. you, you know, she was a good filly, but Golden Horn was a champion, went on to win the art. And so you just, just occasionally you get a few turn-ups mm. um, at mm. this meeting. So I wouldn't put anyone off try to seek a bit of value against the likes of Snowfall, St. Mark. I mean, they may well win, but they're, they're going to be very short prices. And um, I always think it's worth going for a bit of value. The racing is competitive. Go for a bit of value, as I'm going to probably do with Alan Kerr in, in the um, in the Jug Wanted National and, and try and seek a bit of a, a value elsewhere during the week. As I mentioned, glass slippers perhaps are 10 to 1 at the moment mm-hmm. in the Nunthorpe, you know. Okay then, Simon. Well, thank you very much for that. Let's hopefully put everybody, uh, put little... everyone away. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they, they can Is that all. What you were going to say? No, no, no. I wasn't going to. Wasn't going to say that. Um, but no, hopefully that'll give them an insight into what what uh, what could be winners at uh, York and. Uh, 
you know, let's let's look forward to a nice week, week's uh, racing with some, hopefully, some nice weather to go with it. Should be good, AD. Yeah, it will. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, Simon, thanks very much. Okay, well, that was the Sporting Life Simon Holt there with a few tips for uh, the Ebor meeting next week. But it more or less brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the racing show here on Three Valleys Radio. And please join us again next week when we will be back with more of the same. Same time, same station. So until then, have a good week's race to get York. And we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. This is Three Valleys Radio. And you've been listening to The Racing Show. Every Friday night at 7 o'clock, we bring you all the tips, all the trainers, all the jockeys. And above all, Colin Brown. So make sure you join us every Friday night here on Three Valleys Radio.